It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Round two, baby. Round let's two. Go. I, hey, I was ready for it. I, I always bounce and bob to that music every time. I enjoy it. Uh, yeah, no, it's a smooth track. What's going on with you, man? You got a fresh cut. Uh, you uh, now work for the New York Post. I hear. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, we. Um, uh, that was that was fun, man. That's actually the second time I've done something for the Post. I don't know how they found me, um, but Brandon London, who is the guy that hosts that segment. Um, reached out to me around the time of the national championship. And then the other day he brought me back on. So that was cool, man. What a neat, I mean, you know, I don't know that, you know, when you're from uh, McKaysville, Georgia, you ever expect to do anything for the New York post, but uh, uh, it it was a cool experience. I'm glad that they keep asking me to do it. So hopefully we'll do it again. Sounds good. Well, we're pre-recording this uh, because of uh, previous uh, engagements. And so we're uh, what you're drinking um, is not really a thing today because uh, we'd be swilling it on, uh, you know, a little earlier in the day, a lot earlier than we need to on a weekday. Uh, but um, this, we got some news, I guess, to cover uh, from this past weekend as far as recruiting. Uh, we have, you know, despite our best efforts, uh, kind of morphed into a little bit of an information recruiting newsy show. Uh, Nobody wants that from us. Nobody needs to get news from us any more than they have to because we're not reliable people um, for the most part. But uh, listen, uh, Auburn and Tennessee, Roos, with with their combined three top 100 prospects. They're they're coming coming for everybody. They're coming to take your shit, okay? They are coming to get it. Uh, I Listen, I'm not trying to make too much fun of them. They're doing a pretty good job, okay? There's a lot of excitement. Good for Auburn fans. Good for Tennessee fans. Um, three combined top 100 players, though, and you—I'll tell you what, man—they are—they're closing the gap with those three top 100 players somehow, some way. There must be something we're not seeing, but whatever. Now, I, now listen, credit to Auburn, though, right? I mean, because they're—they're they're, at least their two came like within the last—the last what week? So, well, I mean, you know, Tennessee did too. Mike Matthews was what was Mike a week now? Has that been a week? Uh, right around that. Maybe. Okay, yeah, I thought it was a little bit longer years. than that. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it's recent stuff. I mean, I, and listen, I get it. Now, I think you mentioned this on the Georgia show, though, that, like, you know, Auburn, Auburn's doing a victory lap saying, you know, uh, oh, flip, flip from two rivals. You really flipped Riddick probably from Bama more than you did Georgia. He he wasn't coming to Georgia. That had been known for a while. So, um, but, look, man, I, I, I get it. I Auburn, Auburn needs the hope, right? I mean, they, they got a, it's been a tough couple of years. If you're an Auburn tiger, uh, there's no question about it. Um, the Brian Harson experiment was probably one of the worst that we've seen in college football in a long time. And, uh, just uh, reminiscent almost, uh, of Chad Morris 
at, at Arkansas, oh, and maybe fraught, maybe fraught with a bit more scandal. If if we're being honest with to about that too, so you know I get it. I look, yeah, number fifteen in the country. Um, you don't, this is not something we do very often is look at Auburn's commit list on our show, but, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's what they need to be doing. And honestly, like, you know, if Hugh Freeze wasn't doing this there, there, there's only two extremes that I see for Auburn right now. It's, it's either there, it's either pure elation or it's, or it's Harakiri. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And uh, listen, I, I listen, I'm happy for him too. I'm more happy for the people who cover those people because like Justin Hokinson, Cole Pinkston, um, you know, uh, I almost said Keith Neary did it for so long. Uh, but no, uh, Jeffrey Lee, um, not just in our network, but dudes over at 24 seven that I worked with, um, you know, it's been a tough few years, man. It's been a tough few years for those guys. And, you know, a lot of them, um, you know, listen, there was some hindsight on the Brian Harson thing, or at least as far as their coverage went and how they kind of framed it. That's fine. You know, it's, it's tough as somebody who covers a team to just sit there and just nail on the negative and nail on the negative day in and day out. You're trying to find positives and trying to, you know, push back things to the middle of the road, right? Because there's, I don't care if it's Brian Harson or if it's Kirby Smart, I don't care if it's, you know, uh, as you mentioned, Chad Chad Morris or Nick Saban, um, the truth is never as great or as bad as you think it is. And so, you know, you're constantly trying to find that groove, that jet stream of truth right there. And, uh, you know, those guys kind of get caught up in doing that. We've done it. I've done it before myself. I mean, you know, late in the Mark Rick years, there still was probably more good than bad, you know, ultimately. I mean, oh, there are yeah. definitely and losses, but, you know, when it's time, it's time. And when it's not going to get any better, it's not going to get any better. And you, it, it's tough as a, somebody who covers the team to sit there and call it like you see it without just beating people over the head with how bad it is all the time. And, and so I know those guys kind of had to deal with that for a while, and I'm sure they're happy to deal with some positive things. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's – as somebody, like you said, going back to those Rick days, and I, it's it's funny because we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on in the show. But going back to those the you know those late Rick years, that was like when I first got into it, and man, it compared to what it is now, that was a grind comparatively um, because you were really people were agitated, people were a bit apathetic, people were you know just sort of tuned out in a lot of ways and like now it's shooting fish in a barrel everybody's engaged everybody's loving it because you're riding a high right now right um for auburn yeah like you said for those guys i feel good for them because it's it's nice to have it's always nice to have something good to report on people appreciate and love you for that you're muted yeah, I knew I was muted. I was trying to get back to the mute thing, and I couldn't get on. Yeah, I mean, on the internet again. That's absolutely, that's absolutely the case. Why don't you go ahead and read those bird dogs real quick, and then we'll jump into the reason we're here today, which is to talk about some preseason camp stories. Yeah, so I'm sporting my bird dogs right now. I'm I'm not going to do the the full. Well, maybe I will. I'll give you the full West treatment here. Got these that they sent me. These are I. What's what's crazy to me, and I think I mentioned this maybe on the last read that we did, is like I bought bird dogs years ago. I've had them for six, seven years at this point. The technology's gotten better 
they're more comfortable. They're more stretchy. Uh, they feel fantastic. And um, I love them. Uh, I the support them. I support better. They will charge your phone. <laughs> I said that they, uh, as I said the other day, man, on, on our board, I'm glad they're a sponsor. I'd tell you to buy them even if they weren't. So uh, you can get over, check out Bird Dogs for yourself. We, they ran out of the tumblers. Our promo has been so successful. They ran out of the tumblers. But now uh, they got the hat. So you got the, the they'll, they'll hit you with the hat um, and uh, can't wait to get one of those in my mailbox, man. I'm waiting on that one in a big way. Um, but get over to Bird Dogs. It's uh, birddogs.com slash D-A-W-G-S. And uh, that's also uh, D-A-W-G-S for the promo code. Either one will get you where you need to be. Uh, but use our promo code D-A-W-G-S when you check out at birddogs.com. And go get you some good shorts, man. You deserve it. Uh, you need some tailgating gear, right? This is uh, the, this is the thing you want on you when you're standing outside in that Georgia September heat. I can I can assure you. I am a big fan as well. Um, definitely, you're a convert. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm a convert. I'm still big on my I'm still big on my Columbia swim trunks. Cut the liner out. Um, <laughs> You know, it, those are those are very versatile as well. They got belt loops and stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, it's it works for me. Uh, but uh, I, I, listen, I like it all. I just like shorts, bro. I just like shorts. Uh, but I do like the Yagers too. I will say that. I, I will. Uh, I will wear those. Um, and hopefully, we can get some sponsors uh, for the other stuff. I don't ever hear Columbia on these things, so I'm give. I've given up on them. Um, but uh, you know, I, I do have my version of bird dogs for pants and. Uh, they do. Columbia they do for people who want to be outside. I mean, people that not people who are watching you and I sit around and bullshit with each other. So, I mean, that's probably where the miss is, you know, for them. For sure. For sure. Now, listen, uh, we're, we're here to talk about preseason camp because it's coming up. And this is the last Georgia show um, before the start. Uh, not Georgia show. I'm sorry. The last uh, Bark After Dark before the start of preseason camp. Um, listen, I've covered a lot of these, and it is way different than it used to be because you mentioned the word grind a minute ago, and that's what camp used to be when when um, it was player availability and 15 minutes of practice viewing every day. I don't shoot, know, man. You could shoot photos and video and whatever yeah. you wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shooting photos and video then you at the beginning of practice. Then you spend that during practice uploading it. Then you wait for interviews. Um, you know, I mean, I, I used to be so excited when they would go to the pool because that mean I just leave, you know, like you could hear it. The, 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 the uh, locker room used to be underneath the media room. And there were about two, three years there in a row when the building would start shaking, basically. And you knew that's when they were like, you know, the pool day. Um, now, when Jeremy Pruitt got there, uh, the, the pool day kind of became a rain day. You know, like it was like, hey, if it rained one day, they'd take them to the pool. Um, whereas otherwise, I mean, listen, I still don't think the pool day is that big of a deal. You're not going to convince me otherwise that Georgia's winning Speak national championships because of no pool day. No, speaking but, of, though, I, I wanted we really should talk about the fact that Jeremy Pruitt is a high school teacher again uh, at some point uh, over the course of this. this is now. Jeremy, Jeremy <laughs> Pruitt going one direction, us going the other. <laughs> yeah. Who, who would have uh, necessarily seen that trajectory? No, uh, listen, good on him though. I'm going to say this good on him because dude's got enough money to not do anything. Okay. Like he's made a lot of money. He doesn't need to go make $40,000 a year. 
Okay. Can you imagine being the kids in that class, though, dude? I mean, I would be so scared if I were a ninth grade kid and Jeremy freaking Pruitt was my was my health and PE teacher. If I'm a fat kid trying to like run the mile or something, I'm I'm pissing down my leg not thinking about having to deal with. Pruitt. I don't know, man. I'm pulling up the I'm pulling up the cornholio. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, the the neck gainer in the space. Yeah. Yes, I'm pulling that one up. Be like this, you. Yeah, you coach. Um, I mean, no, man. Listen, I love the guy. He was so good to me when he was at Georgia. We got some good camp stories to tell about him. We might as well start off with one of those. Yeah. Um, you want to go first because I'm interested to in which one you're going to tell. Oh, I, I'm gonna, yeah, easily probably my second favorite story, but my favorite story. Actually, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's the look right there, man. Absolutely. Hey, and um, it's it's working to perfection. That's exactly how the CDC wanted us to deal with it. Yeah, right? yes, yes, no question. He looks like a babushka. Like he looks like a, an old Russian woman. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Um, now, so my second, it's my second favorite camp story. My favorite one happened to you, so I'm going to let you tell it. Uh, but <laughs> my my second favorite camp story is uh, Jeremy Pruitt, and um, you know it was his. Uh, it was the, the year that he came to Georgia, obviously, and they took some late additions in that class, and uh, it was like all the shacks. I believe it was yeah. like there's a ton of shacks on that team. Lots of shacks, yeah. Lots of shacks in that class. Period. Yes. Yes. Um, but the Shaq this day was Shaq Jones, uh, who I believe was from Daytona Beach, which is relevant. It's a relevant detail in this story. I believe uh, it, actually, I think it was from Merritt Island. Okay, okay. Close. Yeah. close so. Yeah, close. Uh, yeah. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt doesn't know what asparagus is. I don't doubt he cares <laughs> the, about geography too heavily. Uh, so they were – it was – I think it was, like, probably the first day, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it may have been the first day of fall camp that year. And Pruitt, wow, what a time. What a time that was. Uh, <laughs> Pruitt was out there running the DB drills, as you would expect at that time. And uh, I don't even know what Shaq was doing, Shaq Jones was doing, that he didn't like very much. But – I remember very vividly, uh, and I'll, I'll censor it, but the uh, the gist of what he said was, uh, if you don't do this correctly, I will send your ass back to Daytona. That was, uh, I mean, he was. In front of damn, everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just like, yeah, in front of the report. Like, we had just walked out. Like, the reporters yeah. had just gotten out on the field. And I was like, this man is going, he might assault this young man. Like, he, Jeremy Pruitt was in that kid's shit, dude. I mean, he was all over Shaq Jones for that. And I mean, send your ass back to Daytona. I, I, uh, no, I mean, he's the guy was the guy was a menace if you were not doing what he wanted, man. I mean, I scared me. I, I was intimidated and I like it was. I, it was my first year covering the team and like, I remember going out there and I was like, my, Oh my God, I have to, if I get in the way of something this guy is doing, he is, he might beat me within an inch of my life. Like I, I have to stay. I, I hugged that fence that summer. Yeah. Well, there was, uh, but yeah, I, I have it was. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I have an instance where I was in the way during a drilling, and luckily, I think he and I had talked enough before that that he didn't really get on me. But I was standing, you know, back where we were supposed to stand, but I was kind of in line as they were um, backpedaling, kind of click stepping, coming at a 45 degree angle, throwing the ball, whatever. And uh, I was taking photos and I took a photo of him and I'd taken a photo of another, uh, another guy that they had just started coming from the other way. And I was trying to get a photo of a young defensive back or whatever. And I just remember hearing him say, damn it, Jake, move out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there was to it. But I remember that. Uh, obviously the big one is the Mark Rick one. Um, it's, I mean, Dude, I've never felt so small in my entire life. And I swear to God to this day, I didn't do anything wrong. It was just uh, – but it, a whole thing. Um, we're leaving practice. Rick's in a bad mood. Doesn't want us to be out there to begin with. Um, we get up to the upper fields or whatever where they're at, and um, somebody's trying to get the door open for us to, to go in. And so while we're kind of herded up there, you know, waiting for them to get the door open for us to go into the old, you know, uh, useless multi-use facility thing, because we used to kind of come through there. Uh, I am like, I hadn't been able to get my camera to focus the entire time out there. I've got zero photos. And I'm thinking I'm going to, you know, at that point, you know, for various reasons, I'm thinking I'm going to lose my job. Um, scared <laughs> of this. Uh, we won't talk about that. That was a testy oh, summer for you, just in general. I remember you running down I fifty nine, just running up and down the street of, on I fifty nine. Yeah, that that happened that summer. Um, I got towed that summer. Me and Todd Gurley at the same time. Yeah, that's right. Me and Todd Gurley got got our cars towed up at UGA, um, and then that happened where. Uh, so I haven't been able to get anything to focus. I got this brand new camera that Shannon Terry had just bought me. Shannon had reached out and said, hey, what do you need for a camera? Let me know. Uh, him and Tim Watts were like, you know, need to get you a camera out there so you could take the photos, help Gentry with practice. Uh, this was 2014. So I turned back towards the field, and I'm like, maybe it's maybe not far enough away or whatever. And, dude, as soon as I turn around and pause for a second, like Mark Rick starts screaming. You get out of here. Get you're supposed to be gone. You're out, you're over here. Yada yada yada. Good job. You're the reason they're not going to get to watch any more practice. You press that button one time. Uh, press that button one time. It takes 100 photos. I was like, well, Mark Rick doesn't know shit about a camera. That's for sure. <laughs> Aperture is not something that he studied <laughs> during his QB days. <laughs> Correct. Uh, but man, just getting after me. Well, you hear the reporters murmuring on the way in. I, listen, I, I hadn't took a photo. I didn't get a photo from that or anything. There was nothing to take a photo of. I think Rick was basically the only thing you could see at that point. Uh, but um, that, was anyways, not, that was that wasn't the day that Justin Scott Wesley got hurt, was it? I don't believe so. But that was okay. that's one they, of my they were close. Memories. Yeah, it was it was yeah. right in that same you know area. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so Rick was fit to be tired about that dude was very angry and you heard the, the the worst part was the murmurs from the fellow reporters coming in and the and the people on our message board that were like apparently some jackass out at practice took photos <laughs> like, man who, who ran directly to their message board and started doing that like come on uh but you could hear them kind of bitching and moaning on the way in and uh i just felt awful and i i remember you were coming through 
one of the doors toward the media room as I was coming out of the media room. I can't even remember what I said. I think I said, I don't care, man, whatever. I was so upset, dude. I've, I, I tried not to cry. I don't think I cried. Because yeah. I, I, I felt like I ruined it for everybody. You know, but, you, you were, know, you were the sure. most, I've never seen you that off tilt. I've never, and I, and, and I don't, and honestly too, I don't know that I've ever seen Mark Rick that angry. Yeah. Uh, as he was at you in that moment. I mean, Mark Rick jumped down your throat and you, like you said, it sucked, but it was like being the kid in class that like at the teacher like calls out and everybody's like, Oh shit, he's got in trouble. He's in trouble. You know, like, and, and like everybody's doing that. And you're like, you're like, Oh, oh my God. I hate everything about what's happening to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my immediate response was, all right, listen, I need to email coach Rick. And I need to say, hey, listen, I need to email his secretary, Miss um, Hunt, I believe it was at the time, um, Bonnie Hunt. If I'm no, Bonnie, I think Bonnie Hunt's an actor. Anyway, her name was Hunt, or her last name was Hunt. And I, t- I emailed her and I was like, hey, coach, just want to let you know I wasn't taking a photo. What had happened was that the, I had a 300 millimeter lens that had a switch on it that had autofocus, manual focus. And at some point during putting it in, taking it out of the bag or whatever, I'd flipped it to manual focus and it just wasn't focusing. So that was the problem. And I explained it to him because I figured it out um, as I was getting cursed out, I think. Um, but uh, I didn't really curse at me a whole lot. I think he said damn one time. But um, he, uh, I emailed him, explained, I said, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to, you know, kind of kick anybody out of practice, please just do that to me, not the rest of the beat, yada, yada, yada. Um, dude, within 20 minutes of practice being over, I had an email back in my box and he was like, everything's good. All is well. Uh, hope that was a teaching moment. Did everything that we normally do. If, if would have done the same thing, if you were a player out on the field, messing up, we coach hard, we move on. And, uh, he said all clear for practice tomorrow or whatever. And I remember announcing to the media room, I was like, all right, guys, we're good for practice tomorrow. Just got an email back from coach Rick. Um, but, uh, so that made me feel a lot better. Well, we go out the next day and listen, there's not a whole lot that, that Roddy Nabolsi's ever done that just makes me not like him. All right. Um, I can't recall a whole lot, but one thing was him, us walk, me walking out of practice one day and coach Rick walking over to shake my hand and be like, everything's cool. And then, and then Roddy being like, "All right, let's get a picture of this." And I, <laughs> oh my god! And then he took a picture of me dressed like an absolute bum. Uh, I, I, I that photo's out there somewhere, but uh, yeah, just tough you got, times. You got coached up by Mark Rick in fall camp. You can tell that story, man. You got coached can, up by Mark. I Rick. can, I can. And, and then he tried to make me like it, which made me like him a little bit. <laughs> I was trying to recall. There's a lot of things you can think about that guy. Football coach, he's better than most. Don't care what anybody says. He wasn't a lead. He didn't get Georgia to a national championship. He's as happy as anybody out there that Georgia's winning national championships. Um, But unlikable and, and, you know, reason to dislike the guy. There's just not – there's not any. No, sure, sure. Now, I was trying to recall, and I I think – I don't think it's the case, but was the the Pruitt – elephant story was that also during preseason camp or was that ahead of the alabama game that was ahead of the alabama game 
Well, I just thought, I was I thought maybe it was preseason because it was unique to get a court or it has become unique to get a coordinator. Yeah, no, we talked to Pruitt. We talked to Pruitt ahead. Of, I mean, we I remember we talked to Pruitt ahead of the Florida game that year. We talked to him ahead of the Alabama game that year. We talked to Baton Baton. Yeah, Baton. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's that's another one for another day. That was that was, that was a Jeremy Pruitt and me phone conversation. Um, he he called me and he was talking about the quarterback situation. He goes this and that and this and that, and then he goes and hell. Then we got Phaeton Bayton. <laughs> he told me one time he had the red ass for a coach um, on staff. It wasn't Ryan Schottenheimer for those wondering. Um, just I'm telling you, dude, that guy was great. And another one, another great camp story there too, is Jarvis Wilson. I guess this would have been Jeremy Pruitt's second year at Georgia. Yeah, it would have been Jeremy Pruitt's second year at Georgia. Yes, preseason camp. DB drills again. I mean, you know, gold gold mine, these DB drills. Going through DB drills, Jarvis Wilson's in a backpedal, drops his weight too soon in his backpedal, and he's kind of slow getting out of it, uncoiling, coming back. And Pruitt just stopped. Wait, wait, stop, stop. He runs over there and he goes, hey, Jarvis, you see number 27 over there? He's talking about Nick Chubb, obviously, in preseason camp. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you do that right there. Okay, he's gonna hit you in your mouth and run right out your ass. And I have never, I, I think, well, I think I had, I, I snot flew out of my nose. Like, I just, it was so funny, just kind of on the spot. You saw dudes back there behind him laughing. He hits you right in your mouth and runs straight out your ass. Um, but he wasn't I mean, wrong either. No, he wasn't. But and, man, and, I will say, some- and I'll say this uh, Jeremy Pruitt ended up, uh, you know, he, he I, obviously the guy has had his issues, right? But from a pure talent evaluation standpoint, he found some great players over the course of his he, time. He did. He did. He missed some. You know, Jarvis was one of them. Jarvis wasn't a very good player for Georgia, and he missed on guys like, you know, we'll never know on Shaq, Shaq Jones. Shaq Jones kind of screwed things up himself. Um, yeah. You know, he wants, he but uh, he DeAndre, wants, he found DeAndre Baker. Found DeAndre Baker and Johnny Abrams. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, both of those are two too. really good finds. So he did find him a couple really good ones. Um, yeah. You know, Rico McGraw never really turned out to be a great player. Um, yeah. you know, there were some that worked, some that didn't. But he 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 grabbed a couple off the scrap heap there because not a, lot, a whole lot of people wanted DeAndre Baker that much. Texas did late in the process. Um, that was another one of those pre-signing day, you know, back in the day when it felt like it was going to fall apart right before signing day every year. Um, yeah. like it did that one time with Darius Slay and Darius Slayton and all those guys. But, um, yeah, there was, uh, that, that was what made those days hard is, is there were some, there were some just catastrophic, you know, Hiroshima Nagasaki days, um, that were just like, God, the hits just keep coming today. Um, you know, you, you remember the day that Cade Mays, the whole Cade Mays news broke and, Georgia had some guy. There was something else bad happened that day or whatever um, with Cade Mays' dad losing his pinky in the filing of the lawsuit. Yeah. I mean, Cade obviously, Mays I remember. Of early. course, I remember that. But what else? I can't recall what else happened. There was something else that something else happened that day. Somebody else maybe unexpectedly transferred or got arrested. Or somebody yeah, declared early for the draft or something. Yeah. Um, that that we weren't expecting, but it seemed like those were the days that made it really hard to cover Georgia 
late in that Mark Rick tenure um, because the internet was kind of becoming what it is now with Twitter and everything getting so popular and um, and oh my god, dude, it was like. You never knew if you were going to wake up that morning. It was going to be one of those just – I remember the day that it seemed like Pruitt was going to – the fake tweet came out. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. During the season when it was like, oh, he's been fired. And I was yeah. just like, Are you kidding me, man? Like, yeah. what did I do to deserve this? I, I was just trying to – I think I was trying to make a sandwich or something. And I was just like <laughs> – it was. It was harder. It was harder to get a read on things back in those days, man. I mean, like you know, now, yeah, and and we did then too. I mean, we had pre-written commitment stories in a lot of cases, but there was a lot of times things would happen out of the blue. I mean, just out of nowhere. I feel like, um, God, who was it? Was it Tremel Walthour? Uh, one of those big D linemen committed one night at like almost one a.m., and I just happened to be awake for it. Um, I remember I called, I called Roddy and I was like, I was like, Hey, are you up? And he was like, yeah. And I said, man, this, this guy, I mean, out of nowhere, I said, I said, I'll see if I can get him. I, I started writing a story. I think he called him for quotes at like 1230 at night, man. I mean, I now given we've had some 7am's here lately and that's been equally, equally ridiculous. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's it's an interesting time. I'm glad we were. I'm glad I got to be around though for those Rick days and the the Pruitt stuff. That was all. That was all good fun for sure. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty four seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, if you've got a sense of humor about it and, uh, and you know, you can kind of have some fun with it, um, you know, look back on it the way you look back on it. I mean, obviously I'm glad. I'm happy for Georgia fans and everything that, that, that titles are being won now and that, you know, that Georgia's back where, you know, everybody wants it to be in as far as, you know, the Georgia faithful go. But, you know, those were still some pretty fun times. And and, and camp was a grind then because we did get to go a lot. Like we yeah. didn't get to see a lot. Uh, the, the, I, I prefer it now. Like I know that I'm probably in the minority, um, but I prefer it now. I prefer it to where, you know, you can kind of glide through August a little bit and maybe have three or four days where you don't have to go up there because then it just seemed like, man, we got so much audio and so much video that you you just couldn't come close to writing all of it. And and not only that, but like you felt like you had gone through camp by the time it was all over with because sure. you, were just up, well, you were just up there four or five hours a day straight every day. Yeah, and I would say, though, that the the – it hasn't um, – it's not like the quality is any lesser or any different, really. You're, the, the quotes are still the same. They're still saying the same stuff. You were just getting larger portions of what you're getting now. Um, it was it was all still platitudes. It was all still um, – you know, there was nothing – nobody ever – very rarely did you ever go to uh, camp or, and get anything of any meaning uh, is what I would say. Personally. Yeah, and it was really all about kind of what camp is now, which is it's the deluge after the layoff. 
Yeah. Um, and you're trying to get some. I mean, now, honestly, the biggest stuff you get out of camp, wouldn't you say, is like the um, is uh, the what happened in practice yesterday, the, you know, the the injury or the the. Oh, yeah, that's it. I but mean, that yeah. was always but that was always the case. Right. I mean, that was, right. you know, there's nothing. Yeah, but, I, I will tell you that, another one. That, another one that sucked was the uh, riding the bus over to the IM fields. Oh God, that was bad too. That was <laughs> but they used to leave those iPads on there. God, I wanted to snag one so bad. Uh, dude, I, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we don't get to do it anymore because they've got the thing. But I can't tell you how many times I've reached down and I've pulled like a playbook um, out from under the seat in the team meeting room. You know, because we yeah. used to use the same team meeting room for for uh for you know stuff um and that this was under kirby this was under everybody but uh you know we used to use the same team meeting room as uh as the players and you know sometimes a a uh playbook would get left in there and uh there are a few times i look through there are some notes you know you'll see like uh uh number 21 db can't run stuff like yeah. that like you yeah. just see like little notes that they they're passing along as the guys are taking notes and those are I never really saw the iPads on the uh on the bus though. Yeah, no, they they would leave them there from time to time. Uh I, I spotted a couple, but it was one of those things that was like I could I, I knew I couldn't unlock it and B, they probably had a find my uh thing on there. So <laughs> the last thing I wanted to do was be the Georgia reporter who got caught with uh stealing the playbook. <laughs> yeah. Turn off find my iPad. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And then run around with it. Hey, before we uh, before we get going, um, oh, before, sorry, before we do Jake on Jake, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, I might, I'll make this my Jake on Jake. Which one okay. is better? Because this leads into a story. All right. Which one is better? Any of Jer- Would you take any of Jeremy Pruitt's, the field of Jeremy Pruitt one-liner, you know, blow-ups at a player that you saw – or Tracy Rocker versus the kid at camp who said he was going to tell his mom. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Oh, that um, was that was one of the best. Oh God, the Pruitt. Uh, I don't know, man. I got such a soft spot for Pruitt because of the elephant story, which we'll tell here one day. Um, uh, because it's just such a good one. Maybe we oh, maybe we should get Fletcher on. We should get maybe we should get Fletcher on and and tell I don't story. know if that's a good idea. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but um the uh the rocker story was a great one and uh I, I'll give you the floor on on telling that one. Oh man. So we were at camp one time. This is when they were having camp over at the Infields. This is Kirby's first year. And um George was doing it wasn't preseason camp, it was prospect camp. Yep. Tracy Rocker's putting these guys through the ringer, working them hard, and he's just riding this one kid who's being kind of lazy. And this kid, at some point, Rocker kind of dresses him down, and the kid goes, says under his breath, I'm going to tell my mama. And (laughs) Rocker said, what's that? What's that? And he walks right over to him, and he said, hey, here you go. I think he handed him a business card or he showed him a business card or something. He goes, you see that right there? It says Tracy Rocker, 706-549-990 or whatever. And he says, that's where she can find me. Tell him, tell him, tell him everything I've told you today and tell him that's where she can find me. I mean, <laughs> he just lays in this kid. I mean, that dude had no chill. And I don't care what anybody says about him as a recruiter. As a coach, I mean, maybe he just didn't like recruiting. But I, I I have never seen an assistant coach 
do more during drills in terms of put more energy and more effort into coaching their guys during individual period than Tracy Rocker did. I mean, yeah. he was he did an incredible job with that. And I think a lot of the success Georgia had in recruiting was probably because defensive linemen came and they saw and they, you know, and he he connected with them kind of on a good level there. But he, he missed some guys. I don't think he was I don't think he's the greatest recruiter there's ever been. But uh, he would put his I, I heart and soul into that. Well, I think it's a great fit for him now that he's in the pros. And and you're in Philly, and you're working with a lot of these Georgia kids that are, uh, uh, you know, that Kirby's put out. So, you know, I think that things are probably going pretty well for Tracy Rocker these days. Uh, uh, you know more than I do about him. I didn't know he was with the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I learned that. I Sometimes I just wonder where these guys are, what they're up to. Um, but Rocker is with, with the Eagles now. Line All right. Him. Um, all right. So I got to thinking on this one, uh, something popped up yesterday. I think it was from Marty Smith and then Matt Jones over at KSR. They were debating, uh, the, the top, I think it was top four songs by Alabama. And, uh, so I'm not going to put you on the spot with that. Cause that's a little hyper specific, but I am curious when we're talking the Jake Rowe, uh, Mount Rushmore of country music, who's on there? We're talking about bands or bands artists. Or I'm going to allow. About- I'm going. I thought about this. I'm going to say groups are are fair game. But we're talking about artists. We're not talking about songs themselves. No artists. Artists. Okay. Um, Blackhawk. No, I'm joking. That's not. <laughs> I, am, I am a Blackhawk stand. Who but, could forget? Who could? Uh, yeah. I mean, who yeah, could fault you? Just about right. Um, man, this is tough because, you know. Confederate Railroad. I mean, oh, great band, great band. <laughs> I mean, I did listen. Um, still toying with the idea of going to see an Aaron Tippin here on August fourth in Winder. Um, he's going to oh, be at sure. The Winder. Oh, he's coming to Winder. He's coming to Winder. He's going to be at that. There's Winder. no excuse Winder not to go. There is no excuse for Thank you not to see thirty-five dollars. I don't want to pay thirty-five dollars to go see Aaron Aaron Tippin. I saw I saw Sammy Kershaw at Fannin County High School Stadium, and it was sick, dude. Yeah. George I mean, Strait's on there. George Strait's on there. I do love George Strait a lot. I think George Strait's tremendous. Um, I'm going to throw in a dark horse, and I don't know that many people would do this. Sawyer Brown is in there oh. for me. I listen to Sawyer Brown anytime, and I'm not. I don't know why. I don't know why I need to say it like that. It's Sawyer Brown. Okay, yeah. it's not Sawyer. It's Sawyer oh, Brown. Um, Sawyer Brown. Uh, is uh, is in there because I, I love them. I always have. They they get me going. That <sighs> has a great voice too. I love Garth, but not like that. Um, Garth is almost like Garth's almost poppy to me a little bit, not in a bro country type of way, but just country pop. Um, I just kind of put him in a different category. Um, man, what are the chance? What are the chances a woman makes this list? Do you put Reba I mean, in there? Yeah, yeah, Reba would probably have to be in there. That's the night that the lights went out in Georgia. Um, fancy. Um, yeah. But but Reba's almost like Garth a little bit. You I, know? Agree. Like, I agree. I agree. That's Reba's why I'm almost, curious. Yeah, if I had to put – if yeah, I, had, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, Sawyer Brown – Sawyer Brown. I can't say Sawyer. That's totally Yankee. Um, Sawyer <laughs> Brown. Um, George Strait. George Strait, for sure. Um. Oh man, Clint Black. Oh, 
Clint Black. Clint Black ones. Oh man, that's a good one. Alan Jackson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, sure. I don't know how I could count out Alan Jackson. Oh, man, this it's really tough. It's hard. Um, Doug Stone, a little underrated <laughs> Doug Stone action. <laughs> hey man, I like Doug Stone, bro. Vince Gill. Um, you know. Uh, yeah. And see, you haven't even you haven't even touched on maybe like some of the old school stuff like that. Yeah, no, right. I haven't talked on like touched on like George Jones or um, yeah. I'm not the biggest I'm not the biggest Merle Haggard fan. I'm I'm a much bigger guy, bigger Waylon Jennings guy um yep. than than Merle Haggard. Um uh, I, I mean Willie Nelson, but what is Willie Nelson and who is he? Sure. sure. We'll <laughs> um how long has Willie Nelson really been with us, you know? Yeah, I mean, is he, sure. is he 400 years old or is he 18? And we're just, you know, he's just done a lot. Benjamin um, Button. Yeah, I know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I do know George Strait and, and Sawyer Brown will be on there. Um, I love Reba. And, you know, if you put Reba in that category, I'd probably put her in there too. And then it would probably come down to like – probably come down to somebody like Alan Jackson. Um, but here's that. here's my thing about it too. Like I was so into prime country during that age. You were too. Yeah. I was so into it that I that I I have so much love for the people who barely did anything. Like Doug, Doug Super. Super. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I believe we just came up with that one at the exact same time. I don't call him daddy, but he takes care of things, baby. Yeah, man. Um, I listened to it just the other day. Sad video. Yeah. Super sad. Yeah, big video. time. Big time. Um yeah, but the guys, I mean. Little Texas was a great band. Who's that? Little Texas. Yeah, Little Texas. God bless Texas is awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, like we mentioned in Confederate Railroad, I like my women a little on the trashy side. Incredible. I mean. They had some yes, hits too, man. My, that, is the, that is the best. That's the best country line there is. The best country line is. Um, <laughs> I said, son, Hard that ain't no fun. kid. Yeah. Son, that ain't no kid. That's a dolly. That's a waitress. And then he was saying, I know daddy ain't that. Ain't she cool? That's the kind I dig. <laughs> Damn, what a line. I mean, I don't know no, who wrote it. Oh, I don't know who wrote it. There's Shakespeare, there's Shakespeare, and then there's uh then, then there's uh, Confederate Railroad. Yeah, but oh, I mean God. so much great stuff. And there's like Colin Ray. Like I was listening to uh Oh man, um, that's my story. I'm, a, I'm sticking to it the other day. I think I'm on a roll here, Little Rock. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, there was there were so many there were so many guys who just kind of popped up and did a song or two, and that was it. Uh, it seemed like Blackhawk. You know, like we were talking about oh, a minute yeah. ago. Like we were um, when uh, I was up in uh, Nashville not too long ago. Me and Rusty and uh, um, uh, Andy Johnson, who is the CFO of uh, on three sports and uh we were we were in a nashville bar and uh we heard um somebody covered a blackhawk song and i was singing every word to it and andy johnson looked over to me and he looked over at me and goes hey he goes i remember this but who was it from and i said blackhawk he goes my god <laughs> <laughs> and so uh yeah all that was good and and i can't believe we hadn't brought up the, the you know the the one of the goats is is uh, tracy lawrence i mean tracy oh, lawrence man. yeah me and josh paid have had some good conversations about tracy lawrence tracy I mean, lawrence tracy lawrence is one of those guys that um 
and I think that this sucks. You know, people and and it, people always say, "Oh, yeah, you know, it's music was better than." I, I don't know that Tracy Lawrence. I don't know that Confederate Railroad. Half the guys we talked about, just from a pure aesthetic standpoint, could be signed now. I don't know that that yeah. places would would take them. You know, but 100%. Tracy Lawrence had such has such a unique and and cool voice. I mean, "Time Marches On" is my go to karaoke song. For sure, dude. If I've had a couple, if I've got a couple pops in me, and I'm down at the JJ's Copper Basin Lounge uh, with the rest of the lounge lizards, man, I, I'm, I'm getting on some uh, time marches on. I heard, uh, if, I heard if the world had a front porch the other day, oh, yeah. and I was just, I just rocked it, dude. I just, I crushed it. My kids were like, "You know us." I, like, I, I think I told you this, but you know, it blows my mind. Mark Chestnut did uh, "Friends in Low Places" uh, after Garth Brooks did it, and. What was his thought process there? Well, you think he was like, this could be my song. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's another one, though, Mark Chestnut. And the running joke with you and me is, you know, we talk about guys like, you know, like Mark Chestnut, not necessarily Mark Chestnut, but like Leroy Parnell and those guys. Yeah. Talking about how they, you know, how they're, you know, how they, they come and perform on a Friday night after cutting keys all day at the Ace Hardware the day before, <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, that's what their, their day job is. But, uh, We've rambled on about this enough. <laughs> folks go. Uh, this has really become an exercise, as you say, in self-indulgence. Yeah. And uh, we could probably just sit here and just, you know, talk we about We could do crown country all day. All day. Yeah, yeah, all day long. I mean, we've done it. We've done it for hours straight. We've done it for yeah. all the way to Jacksonville. Like, leave Athens, get to Jacksonville, Florida, traffic, whatever. Talk about it on the way into a convenience store. Talk about it on the way out. There's a radio station down in the Golden Isles that we, we used to like to tune into and and uh, get a grab bag on what was coming. Um, tremendous stuff. But uh, all right, this has been Bark After Dark. We hope you guys enjoy it. We'll be back next week, hopefully with a special guest. We're working on a couple of them. And uh, be sure to check out the Georgia show this Wednesday night. It will be me, Wes Blankenship, Rusty Mansell, and Matt Godwin will be making his Georgia show debut after – debuting with our side on bark after dark we're excited about that so hit uh hit like hit subscribe we love you guys y'all take care birddogs.com slash dogs with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.